Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Good morning and welcome to the Organize Anything show. My name is Laura and I'm chatting with Colette Robichaud, professional organizer and coach. Hi, Colette. Hey, Laura. Good to be chatting with you again. Lovely to be talking to you today. I wanted to talk about the term ice and not the one that we see in the winter. What does ice mean? Well, ice is a, a, a term which means in case of emergency and it's a nice simplifi- simplification of, of how we can be more organized to help ourselves out and it sort of was a paramedic uh, term that that came from uh, how we could be prepared, and often we think of it in terms of looking in our in our phone for the in case of emergency contact information. But today we're going to talk on the show of just a bunch of in case of emergency sort of things that we can do. Fantastic! So, kind of, I guess the first thing. Who should be your in case of emergency contact? Well, often we think it's those people closest to us, but sometimes we want to think about it that those people closest to us might be with us in that emergency. I know for me, um, as of yesterday, I just got my new 10-year passport here in Canada. It's great. We have an option for that. And in the uh, you know information that you write in, they suggest that you don't have someone that travels with you. And if you think of it, you could be in an accident with someone, you know, you're partner or your kids or family. So sometimes it's nice to think outside of that a little bit or have some options. So if we're, we'll talk about some different ways to have that. But if we're just talking about even in our phone, most of us have our cellular phones with us. And we know that the paramedics will look under ice. We could have instead of the name Bob Smith, it might say ice Bob brother or ice, you know, Sally sister or something like that. So those guys always know to look there and it's kind of nice. The information's right there to make the, the phone call. So, you know, if it is your husband or something, you could put that in as well, but nice to give them maybe more than one option because think about the different scenarios of, you know, you could be together with that person traveling or in the car or whatever. Absolutely. And the last thing you want is to have them call your contact and they'd be right there. So in case of emergencies covers a lot of stuff. What what should we be thinking about when we're thinking and planning ahead? Well, you covered the two things there. <laughs> Lots of stuff and planning ahead. So first to think down, sit down and say, maybe at a family meeting, maybe brainstorming yourself to say, you know, what are those kind of emergencies out there? And we can think of sort of weather and medical and, you know, some different things like like that. So if we just even start off, um, not all of us live in, you know, sort of areas where we're going to suffer from all of those weather ailments. But if we just even go there right away and think about that a little bit, you know, you have the fire, the flood, you know hurricane season, all kinds of things. One of the first things is that you you could be without water, you could be without phone contact today. You know, most people in most areas have experienced something. So whether it's preparing for winter storms or a power outage, and some people might think of it more in rural areas than in populated areas, but most of us at some point could go through something like that. So, you know, we want to think of it. So, you know, think about you. You know, what do we use on a regular basis? I don't know about you, but whenever the power goes out, I almost say, hey, now's a good time to catch up on TV. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> or you go room to room and you're still turning on the light and things like that. So, you know, if the if you knew the power was going to be out for a couple of days, you know, what 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 are some things that you think you would want to have on hand? Definitely some books. You know, I, yeah. every, when we had the hurricane a few years ago, I caught up on so much reading yeah. because, you know, it, it's nice. You, you have a big barbecue to clear everything out of the fridge and you sit around with the family and you read, play card games. And we were lucky that we had a a really well-stocked 
ice kit in our mm-hmm. basement. And I, you know, what, do you have suggestions for things you could put in an ice kit? That or, idea of yeah, absolutely. And the, the you know uh, what you brought up as well is even outside of the emergency, sort of the secondary level mm-hmm. of sort of the comfort things after yeah. that as well. But you know, it's good to think ahead of having some water on hand and you know some purchase water or filling up some things things with water. Um, you know, knowing that anything in our freezer, it's really good not to open that very often to sort of keep keep that closed. So whether it's the freezer attached to your normal refrigerator or you have another compact freezer somewhere else that, you know, if you are using that, that will stay longer. So go to the, your normal refrigerator and use that up. But to have some things on hand outside of that, that would last for a longer period of time. But go to use up the stuff that is the most perishable first. Mm-hmm. And another way in a neighborhood, and what we found locally when we had our, our, our few major storms over the last little while, it really brought our community together a little bit more, you know, that you know, people were sharing food. Everyone's like, hey, you're lucky day, steaks on the barbie, come over, you know, sort of deal. So, so knowing that you can do that, but think of using, you know, some of those perishables right away. But, you know, to have a pack with some dried foods and some things, you know, that you would have on canned foods are always good. So think of some of the staples of protein and even some fruit and some things like that. Often we're not going to go that long. I know for us here, we got into a week or 10 days before, and sometimes people can go longer. But just for short term things, you know, to have some have some things things in place like that of some foods that would be easy to 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 have. And know that if you've had those there for 10 years, that's some of those aren't good too that to rotate through some of those every now and then so you know so what are you know for you like some foods that you would you would easily eat and get to the ones that we always go to are those Lipton sidekicks. The nice and easy, you throw the water in, mm-hmm. you just put them on, you can put them on a camp stove, you can mm-hmm. cook them. My, my dad always joked you could cook at them by staring at them long enough. Right. And, that, and so they're, and they're nice, they're comfort food, they're easy, and matches. We always forget about matches. Yeah, so you're, you're coming at it, and I think I had been talking about this before, and I said, anyone that still does camping, and I'll have to say that's not <laughs> me, you know, unless it has a few stars attached to it and a nice big duvet but anyone that does that still thinks in those terms Mm -hmm. a little bit of how to boil water and things like that in the matches but for a lot of us that don't do that I know for years I I had been a vegetarian I didn't even have a barbecue until I started entertaining more we don't even have the access to the hot water Mm -hmm. or things like that but yeah anything to add water to is great and you know the old days of you know when I was growing up you would have like a thermos and take it to school or take it whatever we don't even have that anymore but I know I have sort of coffee thermoses now for juice and things or for for coffee and things like that that you hold on sometimes you can fill those with hot water too and have those on hand to do the noodles and things but really good to think about how you're going to survive without the heating things up but if you have anything like you know your barbecue but to have matches on hand in in something like that the water supply proteins like the canned fishes and things are good but another thing people run into is they have an electric can opener then so you know a lot of times it's old school you know if I talked to my grandmother about preparing this kit she probably would you know (laughs) it would be a little easier maybe just talking (laughs) about it but for some of us that's what we have to think about now is you know what is old school about getting some of that stuff and and preparing we're not going to be whipping on the internet to look for directions then we need to think about it if the internet's down then I can't use my phone yeah (laughs) and that's you know that's another thing that can happen a lot too we you know we we will refer to that phone and and think about that so sometimes I talked about medical and
and um, you know sort of some of the mm-hmm. nourishment and things but you know while I think of it if people are displaced you think you know most of the time now we know exactly where everyone is but the other thing when we're talking about that initial planning step and to sit down and really say that so we're separate we're here the power is out how will I know where you are we might remember that someone's in school or someone's working but sometimes even to have a meeting place outside of your area if there is a fire or things are going on um, sometimes it's good to have that contact number outside of your city that everyone if they can get contact to Aunt Betty out of state or out of province so they can say hey I'm okay this is where I am because sometimes that can happen of people getting through but it can't quite happen in the same same area so that's another part of the planning to think about as well someone really out of the area that could be that go-to person and of course in instances like that we want to let them know too absolutely and when do you think is a great time to maybe make that plan with your family Anytime, you know, I find working with clients uh, now for over 13 years as an organizer and coach that planning is often one of those things that doesn't happen. And planning sometimes is just opening up conversations, you know, about different topics. Of course, it's not something we always want to talk about things going wrong, but the more we know, and sometimes you're cued by facts that you, you know, just got some new paperwork done or something like that, that you can think, oh, well, I should have, you know, maybe copies of this with someone else. So for me, my go-to person would be my brother who is in another province who will also have a copy of my passport and driver's license I scan that and send that to him so it kind of can go together like that with that you know with someone like that and you can make them aware of the scenario as well if anything happens and when those people often are looking in to think that someone's going to be okay or not they will know if they've heard of someone from the family yeah and kind of moving away from the idea of disaster emergencies what about those health emergencies do you think it's a good idea to kind of have a a place where you keep everything medically so people can access it quickly yeah absolutely and and again I'll do the big disclosure I'm not offering medical advice or legal advice or anything like that contact your family doctor or your lawyer but you know for most of us it, it it helps you know to to have some of that information nearby the pharmacist would have have some of that but to have have a sheet with our things prepared on it would be great and um, I know for me we never expect the call but I had a call quite a few years ago that my mom was having a heart attack and you know at that time you're you're reminded sometimes when it when it's a little too late and maybe someone can't speak to you of where you know some of this stuff is but there's also things like the vial of life that Mm -hmm. that a lot of uh, you know the paramedics and firemen know to look for and that's a little canister that looks a little bit like a pill bottle that's kept kind of in the condiment door of your refrigerator so so everything is in there, but it doesn't hurt to eat, prepare and have, along with our stuff in a wallet, a little uh, notice of that. For some of us, it's maybe a medic alert bracelet, but some combinations of things. If they're looking through the wallet for your, uh, you know, for your. Um, ID and things, they would have this. And something not to neglect there is we often think of the sort of pharmaceutical prescription things, but as your doctor will tell you, that most of us these days are reading and hearing things that we're, you know, kind of maybe taking a supplement or trying something. It doesn't hurt to have that, you know, those on the list as well and to have people know about that and family members and things like that because sometimes that can be the very reason some of these emergencies pop up and it takes a little longer to figure it out. So, yeah, so planning on that. And, you know, it takes a little extra 
context of work. But for me, I find anything I'm doing that's a list to prepare or anything like that, once you get into your computer, you can alter it quite easily or have, you know, your grandson or granddaughter help you out with that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess a, a cool thing maybe to put it uh, in a shared document so your family members can access it quickly if they, you know, the younger kids have their smartphones and yeah. in case of, you know, as a, as a young person myself, sometimes I worry about my parents and not knowing that information. Yeah. So I think having it easily accessible would definitely be a good idea. Yeah, and you bring up a, a, good, a good point there that for those of us who are a little older, we don't always we know about some technologies but you know to know about this document sharing that you know maybe many of the family members could do a a shared document with that that kept some of our stuff that we could upload some of those documents and keep them there that everyone you know is available to them that that's using technology in a way today and if it sounds too advanced for some of us older ones again you know our kids can help with the google docs or the things (laughs) that might work well for us and you know any few seconds can can help and just knowing that all that information information is together and can be shared in one place is is a good good way to go do you ever worry about you know giving the advice and people taking it and maybe over planning and worrying too much about emergencies yeah there's both ends of the spectrum of course i tend to see people who are you know wanting me to assist them on ways to to make it happen they've thought about it but they need you know some accountability to move them along so i work with clients for a while on, on a variety of projects to do that but there are people on the other end that you know sort of stockpile the goodies and you know maybe you know, for us on one end of the spectrum, we might think that would be too much, but there's lots of sites online about people that are, you know, preparedness things, looking, you know, disaster things, and some people that we might think take to ex- take these to extreme, but, you know, if you are doing your research, that's not a bad place to look at it. Some of those people might have food for, you know, five years if they're living in their shelter. We may not know that, but, you know, those are some places to look as well. You're listening to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux. We'll be right back on 105.9 Seaside FM. This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM. So we were just chatting about people who are super organized and conscientious of emergencies, but what can the average person do to be organized when they're coming into planning their for emergency situations? Well, that that's a good question. And one way I like to start this conversation with my client, I say, what if you were in the hospital, you live alone, and someone had to go get things for you? How could they find them? Could you tell them where to find things? You know, so everything from getting your nightie and your slippers to maybe you need your health card and it wasn't with you. Um, you know, just different things, things like that. Like, do you know where things are and and you know access to those insurance numbers and things like that? So that's one way to think about that sort of emergency if it is that kind of health emergency. And a lot of times that's how it happens. You know, that we are gone. And and again, if someone else is you know living with you, that's great. Uh, they often know where those things are, but a lot of us, as we get older, end up living alone, and a lot of people don't know where these things are. So it's not so much that you know, it's how are you creating documentation that others know. So for me, it's sort of like, it, it, you know, we almost create a little bit of a household manual of where things are, 
and then people people can know from that so whether it's your again wills and kind of estate planning and wishes and things like that that happen maybe sometimes after that Mm -hmm. you know the ultimate emergency that you know someone's passed away to just some of those more simpler things that they may have to go and and get for you or know those even the intricacies of the house as well of of what to do you know with with little things and know how your house needs to work without you like the alarm you might have went out for the day and the alarm is on and who who else knows what that alarm is to get in and you know it's not always that the sticker is on the door of what your alarm company is and how you figure that out yeah and so what do you think uh what are some tips you have for maybe creating that manual Mm -hmm. so that those of us who don't know where to start can kind of sit down and go okay we need to we need to make a plan yeah so so think about some of those key areas like your your health documentation some of the documentation for your home and you know travel documentation that's another one as, as well often that you know people are searching for their passports and things and if you have a large family you know where is everything I really like the idea of scanning in you know your some of that important documentation and keeping that and as we said earlier these days it could be you know I'll email it to my brother or have someone else having it but these days you know to have it in that family shared document to have some of that that in would work really really well also do you like the idea of keeping it in an actual binder or is it more in just a file folder or does it, it matter? It could be either. It could be something. I like it in a different color if it is like a folder or a plastic folder that I can say, you know, for me, it's like in the corner shelf, there's a pink plastic file folder. So something that doesn't look like something else. Or if you're real filing, you could say it's in the file under this or under that, under, under this sort of thing. But, you know, so that's one system of knowing kind of that filing side of it. Another the thing is, is thinking about you know kind of scheduling some of those things like you know some of the emergency things are the you know the smoke detectors how do we remember when to change those I usually say you know pick a birthday pick an anniversary and that's great but there's a certain point of time that those have a longevity as well that you know I see homes that you know they've never checked them if it worked not only is the battery dead but probably you know this sensitivities off yeah they get filled with dust and dirty and things like that and even the standards change as as you go along as well so you know one thing to think about there things like you know um checking your tires regularly or even you know for some of us living in these winter areas you know it's it's having winter tires put on early we all know what the first snowstorm is like that you're putting you're putting up with those people it's not only your problem to drive carefully but you're putting up with those Mm. others so sometimes it's using your calendar which could be calendar on the wall it could be calendar daytime or that we're opening it could be your phone so in that planning stage for each of you to be here's my phone what are those cue things for me to think about oh i you know i need to cue to have a regular doctor's appointment let's get that on the calendar just just to to pick a time to you know maybe we once a year have a discussion about our emergency planning with everyone and think about who we have to contact but think about how we can calendar some of those things that are going to protect us a little bit more you know maybe it is you know thinking every few years that i have to revisit some of that important documentation and make sure that the uh, safety deposit box wasn't changed you know where is the extra key do people know where it is i had a lady i worked with the branch had closed down like 10 years ago she remembered getting a letter saying it went with somewhere else but she didn't know which branch so things like that happen so whether it's you know for us to know that or we're trying to think about investigating and asking some questions of maybe our parents 
you know, those are the things that we want to get into that emergency planning a bit more. Absolutely. And even on that kind of broader scope about thinking within the home, is it a good idea to be aware of where your exits are? And so maybe keeping clear pathways when you're decluttering and being aware of that idea. Yeah, that's... um that's one of the main things that I talk about a lot when I go into a home as a, as an organizer that we, you know, as much as we might want to help them get organized to renovate or do things, one of the key issues is safety and a healthy home first. And often if we're looking for extra space, people will block off a block off a secondary door and we know that you know that door might be at the bottom of the stairs or in a certain area that that's very unsafe the amount of time we need to get out in case of a fire is you know is very quick like you know we we don't have that much time so having a door blocked is is really an issue having extra paper on the floor or lots of extra stuff that if you're trying to get away that you're squeezing by or it doesn't make for easy access that's a bit of a problem and even as we get older in life a lot of us um, whether we had you know sort of rugs around the house and different things that were fine when we were younger it's just it's not the same anymore we might trip over these things a little bit more or we might have you know um, had a heart attack and it's not good for us to put our arms over our head so we always kept our glasses on that high shelf but you know what to keep your cup of coffee mugs and things down because of our health areas that's there's no there's no problem to to have that as well so you know these are the the sort of things that we want to think about more often and clutter might be a lot of stuff but sometimes um, clutter and we're going in a hurry could be just the newspapers and tripping over them and things like that so another area is cooking in the stove yeah. So, have you ever left the stove on? I am notorious oh, for leaving okay. the stove. I am the I am the girl who puts the pots out towards the center of the kitchen and puts and leaves the burners yeah. on. And, and, and many of us forget that sort of thing, whether we're cooking a lot or, or seldomly. And what you know, what I started doing was whenever I have the the stove on, I turn the light on, so it's just another cue for me. If a burner is on the stove, I turn the light on overhead on the stove. And that light doesn't go off until the burners are all off. And I've I've said to myself, are the burners off? (laughs) You can turn the light off. And this is just a good thing to start at any age. Of course, as we get older, we're going to forget about that more. And again, speaking about technology, they have key things today that you can hook to your stove, which will automatically go off if 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 the the time time isn't there as well. So you know that's one sort of emergency device. And there's other things that we can have, you know, in case we have a fall or something like that. And there's great technology for that, that, you know, there are, are, are alarms if we're there, the, you know, that go directly into one of the services and they will call to see if we're okay. There are things that if we get out of bed, that it could be something placed on our bed. If we get up and we're out of bed too long in the middle of the night, that sensor would say you've been out of bed very long. So it could be if we're wandering, if we have a little dementia or if we just got up and something happened and someone can can check in on us. So really important for us, for us ourselves to know for the future but for any family members to know that technology has advanced a long way and that it's never too late to think about this as as you know some way to to be able to deal with those emergencies and even technologies like keeping our hearing aids up to date making sure we have our hearing tests and our eyes checked those sort of eliminate some of those emergencies on the other end too so having those regular checkups that we're scheduling 
can prevent us from having to deal with some of these other emergencies. Absolutely. And what a great sense of peace of mind for those family members to Mm. go, okay, well, you know what? Maybe Nana is going to be okay staying in the house a couple more years by herself. Yeah. Most people want to stay in their home. That's where they want to be right until till the end. Eighty percent of people say they want to, you know, be in in their home till till death. But the reality is only 20 percent actually do that. And a lot of times it's because we haven't done some of these preventions and we don't have ways to deal with these emergencies. So uh, many of my seniors talk to me about them having some falls. And and a lot of times we don't want to tell our loved ones about these falls or some of these scenarios that we're doing because we don't want to be taken out of our home. But the truth is we want to be dealing with these things more ahead of time than in dealing with the emergency later on. Absolutely. So something that you then would do if you're helping work with a client is you can come in and give that fresh sense, fresh eyes almost. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and a lot of times we do need fresh eyes for scenarios like that and, and for us to ask some of those tough questions. And that gets back to all of us. A lot of times we get ourselves in a little bit of trouble because we haven't had conversations. And especially who wants to have conversations about things that could be in areas that we don't want to deal with. So I say, you know, start with the planning. Start by maybe it's not a formal meeting in the beginning of how we plan for emergencies, but stop asking about that. I mean, you're having a family dinner. What would happen or what would happen if you're traveling? Do we know that when mom goes away, she buys travel insurance? Who's it with? You know, what would be the next steps? Does mom have the numbers to call when she goes away? as a snowbird or something like that. So, you know, a, a lot of these are things that can come out of those conversations and really getting it on on our, our um, on that level that we will think about it more often. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for kind of really telling us about all of this. And I, I know I feel better knowing about the technology. And I think that, you know, is there is there anything la- that you kind of want to wrap up with, like a, yeah. a, a tip or an idea? Well, I just want to say that, that, again, the planning is key, having those conversations. But know that you can visit me on my website, organizeanything.com. And I also have lots of tips on Facebook, on Pinterest, on LinkedIn. So a lot of social media. So it's Call It Robichaux or Organize organize anything and great tips coming out on Twitter as as well all the time so um, you know would love to have you follow along there you can get some additional tips and just having it top of mind will be the first step to really get yourself to be able to plan in case of emergency. Fantastic thank you so much Colette. It's great chatting with you Laura.